I've got, uh, today I want to talk about resurrection power. Um, the purpose of that resurrection power today for you and me and what that means, praise God. Put uh, Psalms 118 on the board, if you would, real quick. Psalms 118 and 24. Now, this is kind of a common verse. A lot of times we, you know, we're quoting it, or a lot of times we might have it on some kind of a plaque or some kind of wall hanging or something on your desk or whatever. It's definitely a verse that most people know. Uh, this is the day the Lord has made. We will be sad and mopey and... I'm sorry, wrong translation. We will, you know, be depressed and oppressed and gloomy. What's it say? We will rejoice. And we will and be. We will and be. Well, let's try it out. Anybody happy today? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, you know, a lot of times you look at this verse, and we can use it for a lot of application because, you know, probably every day we should rejoice, and every day it ought to be something that we're glad about. Amen. It says, this is the day. Everybody say, the day. the day. See, there is a day. And actually, in context, in Psalms 118, it's talking about the day of resurrection. It's talking about the price that was paid. Amen. And a Savior that paid a price and was resurrected. When you really look at the whole uh, psalm there, that's what he's deal or dealing with there, praise God. It's talking about a day, amen, the Lord has made, praise God. A day that changed the course of history, come on. A day that left its mark on all eternity, come on, right? You know, this week may have been probably the most important week on planet Earth. I mean, praise God for creation and all that happened and, and all the different things and the great, uh, you know, things that happened with God's people and the deliverance out of Egypt and all the kind of cool things that happened, the parting of the sea, you know, all the miracles and signs and wonders that happened with the prophets and, and you know, all the patriarchs of faith. Praise God for all of that. Praise God for a Lord and Savior that came and a ministry that he, that he walked in for that three and a half years. We saw signs, wonders, and miracles that happened. Praise God for all of that. The Word says so many signs and wonders and miracles, there probably ain't even enough books to write about all the stories that happened. And because of all that, we rejoice and we we're glad, praise God. But then there was a price paid. Amen. There was blood shed. There was a beating. There was a hanging on a cross to pay a price for you and me. There was putting, in, putting him in the tomb for three days. But on that third day, somebody say amen. amen. There was a resurrection. And because of that resurrection, it confirmed, it ratified, it established everything that he had done, everything that he had said, praise God. It confirmed everything, amen, all the principles that he proclaimed and declared, all the promises that he gave, all of that, praise God, was established because of a resurrection. Can I hear a big amen? amen. Everybody say, this is the day. See, that's why this week here, the anniversary of Satan's defeat, praise God, it marks the day, praise God. Hallelujah. It marks the day, the day that Jesus placed his foot on the enemy's neck, the day that empowered man's destiny, the day of Satan's defeat. Come on, somebody, when the enemy's grip on men's lives was reversed. And that's what we're going to focus on today. 
It was a day of empowerment for all who will look up and believe on Him. Praise God. It was a day, praise God, that really in a sense marked the foundation of our faith. What makes us different than most is our Lord was resurrected. No longer still in a tomb. You don't go to some tomb and worship some dead man. Thank you for all that enthusiasm. Our Lord and Savior has been resurrected. Amen. Established a will. Amen. Died. Then rose from the dead to carry out that will. And you and me get to be a partaker of that. So this is the day the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and we will be glad in it. Praise God. Can I hear a big amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. I already preached myself happy. Glory to God. But you don't get to go yet. Let's go to the book of Ephesians, please. Chapter 1. Praise God. Let me define resurrection. Amen. The word resurrection means to revive, uh, to revive or make alive. Everybody say revive or make alive. That's a huge one right there. Revive or make alive. It means to bring back to life or to give new life. To bring back to life or to give new life. It means rise up again. Huh. It also means, and this is why we had the video made, it means recovery. It means a reversal. It means a restoring of life. It means a restart, a rebirth, a rejuvenation, a revitalization, or even a re-energizing, praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, you look like you need some re-energizing, praise God. Now, I gave you donuts today, donuts and coffee to get you piped up and ready to rock and roll, amen. But if you crash on me, I'm going to walk right over to you and say, hey. Yeah, we'll get you another cup of coffee. We'll just kind of point at you and the ushers will bring you one. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise God. Ephesians chapter 1, please. What we have here in context is a, a, what we call a Pauline prayer. In other words, a prayer of Paul uh, in the book of Ephesus. Of course, this book or this was written to the church at Ephesus, which later then was handed out to different other churches. And now here it is. Uh, before the church of the Lord Jesus, that's you and me, praise God, for us all to read. And it just says this in verse 15. I'm going to let this kind of unfold a little bit to where, I, to where I have to go today. And it says this in verse 1, Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and of your love for all the saints, verse 16, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. That's a good promise right there. I'd claim that daily. Amen. The eyes of your understanding, and this is what we're praying for today, the eyes of our understanding being enlightened. Amen. Why? That we may know some things. Amen. Hopefully every time you come to the house of God, it's so that you, know, when you come to get to know something. Hopefully get to know it, some insight, some principle, some uh, promise, whatever it is, praise God, that, so that when you walk out the door, amen, you know that you've had church. 
You know that you've heard something. You know that something was added to you. You know, praise God, that the eyes of your understanding were enlightened, praise God. That maybe you see something, know something, praise God, that maybe you didn't see before or didn't know before. Can I hear a big amen? amen. Look at your neighbor and say, need a little bit more enlightening, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, praise God, that you may know, here we go, he mentions three things. What is the hope of his calling? Everybody say the hope of his calling. That just means his invitation to us. And it's talking about in context, amen, about his acceptance of us. Look at your neighbor and say, you've been accepted. That's good news, right? Right? I said that's good news. It's good to be accepted, right? Praise God. Have you ever not been accepted to something? That's kind of about half depressing, you know. But yet he says you're accepted. As far as he's concerned, you've been accepted, praise God. There's an invite to you. Remember when you were a little one and you got a little invite to a birthday party? Oh, hallelujah. I've been accepted. Right? Yeah, I thought maybe this group could do a little better than some little kid. You've been accepted. Hey, hallelujah. Right? Hallelujah. So that you may know the hope of his calling. What are the riches or the wealth of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And so what that refers to is His inheritance in us. God looks at you as His inheritance. So not only has He accepted you, but He values you. There's a high price on you. There ain't, there ain't no higher price, uh, you know, no higher commodity, maybe I could say it that way, than, than God's people. God looks at you as His highest commodity. Look at your neighbor and say, it's good to be accepted and it's good to be loved, and it's good to be valued. Amen. Come on now. The last one here, and this is really our focus for, for today. And it says, and, okay, so we're in verse 19 now. So the call, talked about his calling or, or his invitation. Talked about the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. Okay, talking about your value. But then it says, and what, in other words, he wants you to know this, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards us who believe. Any believers in the house today? Let's try that one more time. Any believers in the house today? Hallelujah. See, now there's power that's towards you. Praise God. Well, what power? What kind of power? It says, well, it's a power that's according to the working of His mighty power, which He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. And seated him at his right hand in the heavenly place. In other words, that power he's talking about is that resurrection power. Everybody say resurrection power. Resurrection. Now, I didn't take the time to do this, and I've never really, you know, done it in depth. One time I was sitting in on a message, and somebody was preaching, and, man, they had my attention. They were going into it, and they were talking about the power, that, that power that it took to, to raise Christ from the dead. And they said they compared it. Somehow they were able to take some things out of the Hebrew and some things out of the Greek. And they were talking and they and they talking about it that it literally it took more power to raise Christ from the dead than it did to even create this thing. Now I'm not going to sit here and try to explain that. Just look at your neighbor and say, "Yeah, I can trust you." The point I'm trying to make is it took quite a bit of power to resurrect your Lord and Savior. And so now that power, amen, that same power that was 
that was used to resurrect your Lord and Savior, to raise Him up, that same power is now towards you as a believer. That means there's power, amen, resurrection power at your disposal. See, a resurrection, amen. See, a lot of times we might look at it as the church. We say, well, because of that, I'm saved. And because of that, I'm redeemed. And absolutely, praise God. But you know, it didn't just stop there. There's resurrection power right now available for you, amen, to help you, to raise you out of any situation, any dead circumstance. It could raise you up out of any, any negative thing that's going on. That resurrection power is there, amen, to move you forward in your destiny, to move you forward in your callings and giftings. That resurrection power is there to deliver you from any kind of situation, any kind of circumstance that the enemy would try to play on you. That resurrection power is there to touch your family, to touch your marriage, to touch your business, to touch your church, to touch your community, that resurrection power is still available today to make a difference, hallelujah, in all mankind, hallelujah, on this planet can I hear an amen. Oh, hallelujah. Verse 19 in the Amplified says this, and so that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited, I love that, immeasurable, now this is amplified, amen, because it amplifies it, so i got to say it louder. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. What is the immeasurable, what is the unlimited and surpassing greatness of His power? What is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of of His power in and for us who believe. Of course, it was demonstrated in, the, in His resurrection, as it goes on to say. All right, so what is the immeasurable? Come on, which means, man, it's, it's beyond measure. Now, I'm hoping that's going to come out today. Because it doesn't matter what we're dealing with. This resurrection power is available. It's immeasurable. There are things that God can do. Amen. For you, praise God, that God wants to do for you, that God is willing to do for you. Come on, that God is able to do for you. Can I hear a big amen? amen. Hallelujah. It's immeasurable and unlimited. You know, really, to be honest, all that God has, the only thing that, that really creates limits in our life is this gray matter between our ears. Is anybody hearing me? That's a fact. Amen. Because His power is unlimited. Amen. In fact, the word limit means to a point and no more. Now, the world wants to limit you. Has anybody ever figured that out yet? They want to lock you down. They want to put the thumb screws on you. They want to keep you from moving forward in God. Now, I don't know. Has anybody seen any of that out there? It's called limitations. And the world is full of it. But in God, praise God, it's immeasurable, it's unlimited, and surpassing greatness. Hallelujah. Praise God. Surpassing greatness. Hallelujah. That means that no matter how great you can think of it, it surpasses it. And then pretty soon you kind of catch up a little bit, and it surpasses again. And about the time you think you got, you got her down, it surpasses you again. And then you think, could it be? And then it surpasses you again. 
I've been surpassed quite a few times. Anybody else can say amen to that? Amen. Because God's power is uh, surpassing. Amen. Uh, surpassing greatness. Praise God. Now this power, praise God, it says, is in us and for us who believe. Okay. So what is that about? So we can, so we can all come to a, a church service at Word of Victory and hear some guy up front shouting. And we all go, well, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Is it just so we can just shout, shout the victory? Or is it about us walking in victory? Amen. I praise God for the shout. Somebody says, why is it so loud in here? Well, wait till you get to heaven. It's pretty loud up there. Come on. Say, well, I didn't think it was supposed to be loud up there. I thought we were all supposed to just sit back and rock out on a rocking chair and sit Perrier and have him have angels bring stuff to me. <laughs> While my robe flows and my long hair flows in the wind. <laughs> well, there's a whole lot of praising going on up there. A whole lot of worship going on up there. And I'm sure there's a few quiet moments up there. But I will tell you what, it's probably going to be a little noisier than you think it's going to be. Amen. Because up there, praise God, you can go praise God and keep praising God without getting tired. Can I hear a big amen? amen? That's a good thing, praise God. Because, you know, I know some of you get, get a little skip in your, for just a little bit, and the person is like, dang, I'll let the young whippersnappers do it from here. <laughs> but when you get to heaven, you can just do it un, un, immeasurable, unlimited. Amen. I'll leave it. Praise God. God's good. Amen? amen? All right. Let's do this. Let's go to John chapter 11. John chapter 11. Now, what we have going on in context, we're going we're gonna to let this, kind, this thing kind of unfold a little bit. We got in context, this is Jesus showing up, okay, um, at Bethany here, okay, uh, uh, where Lazarus, one of his friends, has died, okay? So he shows up, and um, so this family is a pretty close family to Jesus. So Lazarus, his, uh, his sisters, Martha and Mary, there's a few stories in there about, about all three of these. And so, but here we have Lazarus had, had passed. He's been dead now for a few days, actually four days. Jesus shows up. Okay, are, are we all together? Verse 20, let's just go there. It says, And Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha, now they're all mourning, right? They're all mourning the fact that their brother's dead. Okay? Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here... My brother would not have died. That sounds reasonable, right? Come on now. If you had been here. In other words, you know, we're in the middle of a situation, but we're looking back here. We're saying, you know, if you would have just been here a few days ago, okay, this might not have happened. If you'd have just been here. Now, hang on to this because we have a tendency to do this, okay? You know, if, if, if something else would have happened, maybe the, if, if, if you would have, oh, Lord, if you could have, if you would have just, anybody hear me? Now, we have a tendency to do that sometimes, all right? In other words, we put everything, we look to the past, thinking maybe if it had all been different, maybe everything right now, I wouldn't be in the mess I'm in right now. And it's real easy to do. And you know what? Sometimes you may be accurate. Sometimes, you know, if something else would have happened, you know, a year ago or six months ago, you might not be in the mess you're in right now. 
There could be the truth. That could be true. But you ain't called to live in the past. See, there's something available for us. Are you with me or am I boring you? Okay, now, look at this. So, uh, but she said this, verse 22. Okay, so if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Verse 22, but even now, I know. And I, want, I put by my Bible, really? Okay, I did. That's what I did. Because she said, even now, I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Now, we find out as the story unfolds, she probably didn't really believe that, at least at the moment. Come on, somebody. But it sounds good, right? Because everybody would say that. In fact, I know everybody in this bunch would say that. Can God do? Is God able? Is God willing? Will God do it for you? Gets a few little yeses. Will he do it for you now? Y'all know you better say yes. But see, what happens a lot of times is we, we, out of religiosity, we make the comment that God is able. Nothing's impossible. God's able to do. Amen. There's nothing too hard for God. we got all the verses. We might know the right things to say, but we might be in the same boat that Martha is because right now we're being overwhelmed with what the thing we're going on right now, and we might be looking back here saying, you know what, if, if, this would, if that wouldn't happen, if this thing could have, I mean, if God would have, if, if I would have just known, if I... And we get back here, we're living back here, and here you are right now. The whole time, you have, you have power available unto you to bring change right now. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself, but are you hearing me? Okay, so Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Okay, sounds great. And Martha said, I know uh, that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. So now she's no longer looking at the past. She's now looking at the future. Now, come on, hear me, because we get caught doing this kind of stuff. Well, you know, if, that, if this wouldn't have happened, if that would have happened, if this could have done, if God would have just shown me, say, or oh, someday when I get to heaven, someday I know it'll change. Oh, hallelujah. But until then, I'll just be sweet and kind. Come on. Well, you better. But guess what? You don't need to worry about the past. You don't even need to really even be all that concerned about, you know, and I'm going to give you something else here a little later here, but praise God for what's ahead. Amen. We're not making light of any of that, but the point is this. Right now is when you need your breakthrough. Right now is when you need that thing happening. Right now is when you need change. Right now is when you want this thing turned around. Right now is when you need a reversal. Right now is when you need a recovery. Right now is when you need a release. Right now is what you... Come on! All right. So she not only was looking back there, now she's looking ahead. And Jesus said to her, I am. In other words, I'm here. Right? I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though uh, he may die, in fact, the old kingdom says we're uh, dead, he shall live. Amen? And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? And, of course, she said, I do believe. But, you know, as soon as he started talking about, you know, now let's roll back the stone, she's going, whoa, breaks, hold it. This is getting weird. And I'm sure by now he stinks. So the point is that she said she believed, but she's really not believing. Is anybody hearing me? Now, listen, we're not here to condemn Martha or Mary, for that matter. Amen. We're not here to do that. Amen. So, you know, but, but our point is this. Sometimes we get caught 
in, in that same situation. God, see, that power, amen, that unlimited, immeasurable power is still available. That resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead is in you and towards you who believe. Any believers in the house today? Oh, hallelujah. I am the resurrection and the life. Now, we all know how the story unfolds. Amen. So, you know, pretty soon, you know, he tells them to roll back the stone. And, you know, they have a conversation there. And, you know, he makes it real clear. Did I not say if you'd believe, you'd see the glory of God? In other words, you gotta, you got to believe here. You can't, just, you can't just, you know, say you're in one minute and then out the next. you got to stay connected here. Look at your neighbor and say, stay connected. Now, let's think about this word uh, resurrection, to revive and make alive. Say, everybody say, revive, revive. And, make alive. and make alive. Okay, so now that revive and make alive, that power is still here to revive and make alive. To restore. Amen. Rejuvenate. Regenerate. All kinds of things, depending on what it is. See, one of those re-words. What were the re-words? Recovery, reversal, restoring life, restart, rebirth, rejuvenate, revitalize, re-energize. Resurrection, all re-words. Revive. Look at your neighbor and say, revive. revive. Hallelujah. All the re-words. Well, what's all that for? Well, depending on what you're dealing with. Depending on what we're needing. See, it all depends on what, you're, what, what you have need of right now for resurrection power, what you need to be touched, what you need to have changed. Anybody born again in the house today? Amen. Wave at me if you're born again. For those of you not waving, we might have to talk to you later. Okay. Now, what happened when you got born again? Well, it was a depressing moment. Jesus came in my heart, made me different. Hallelujah. I'm so glad that I'm saved. So glad that one day I get to go to heaven. Hallelujah. What time's lunch? <laughs> Did you say lunch? Now, what happened when you got born again? Huh? The same power that raised Christ from the dead, amen, was at work on the inside of you. What's going on? I don't know. All I said was Jesus coming to my heart. What happened? Some say, well, mine wasn't quite like that. Whatever. Too bad. But anyway, <laughs> so what happened? Well, there was a surge of resurrection power that saved your soul. Come on, somebody. Changed you, made you new, it says. Literally made you new. A new creation, a new species of being. Where you was once this, within seconds you're now, hey, hey, let's go. You're different. 
longer hellbound. Within a split second, within a split second of saying, Jesus, you call on the Lord. Just that split second that you said, come into my life. That split second that you look toward him and all of a sudden, you're no longer hell bound. Now you're heaven bound. How did, how did that happen? Resurrection power. Still at work. You were raised up. There was a reversal. Come on. That's exactly what happened. All of a sudden, you're not the same anymore. You're a new creation. Old things have passed away. I said old things have passed away. You're a new creation. Old things passed away. Let's try that again. You're a new creation. Old things passed away. Why? Because of a power that was towards you. And you just said, okay. Now, one of the greatest decisions that a human being can make in life is making Jesus Christ Lord of their life. Greatest miracle could ever happen. Because what happens all of a sudden, because of all that transpired there, that will forever affect your life, and it for all eternity affect your life, one decision. And you didn't know squat. Some say, what? What did you know about it? Other than somebody says, you need Jesus, and this is what happens, and you said, okay, cool. I'll do that. And that right there was enough for you to experience resurrection power in your own life that changed you forever. And then somebody says, you can get a breakthrough today in this situation. And then, oh, now wait a minute. Now you're getting a little bit weird on me. You're telling me that God could change things in my life right now? Are you really serious? If you fall off a turnip truck, what's the deal with you, buddy? Listen, the same, the same faith that you used, even though you didn't even have a clue about the word faith, you didn't know nothing about the word faith, except that you just said, oh, okay. And yet it was enough to get the greatest miracle that could ever happen in a human being. And then somebody says, you could get delivered. You go, now, whoa, breaks, hold it. That's just a lot to ask. Because I'm in this condition because I deserved it. Or I'm in this condition because someday he'll deliver me. God says, no, the same power that changed you forever is the same power at work to help heal, deliver, set a captive free right now, right here. You don't even have to wait. You just got to believe. Look at your neighbor and say, oh. All you got to do is believe. Now, any believers in the house today? All right. Now, he says he's the resurrection. Let's define it again. To revive or make alive. Everybody say revive or make alive. It means to bring back to life or give new life to rise up again. It means recovery, reversal, re restoring life, restart, rebirth, rejuvenate, revitalize, and re-energize. Praise God. Hallelujah. What is it you need today? Hmm. Well, how about your health? Anybody need maybe a jump start in the health area? Well, he's the healer. How about your mind? Where it says you can have the mind of Christ and you can have a sound mind. Sometimes we need a, we need a jump start in the mind. 
Look at your neighbor. Don't say nothing. Just smile. <laughs> Come on. Huh? How about your emotions? Uh, you ever need a little bit of, you know, a little bit of re-something in your emotions? Okay. How about your marriage? You ever needed something jumpstart? You know, how about I need a revival in your marriage? Somebody says, huh? Well, maybe you just need you just need new life in your marriage. Somebody says, no, no, we need a whole lot more than that, Pastor. It's more than the jump start, sir. You got to have a little more than that. Well, it's a good thing. It's unlimited, immeasurable. Look at your neighbor and say, hallelujah. Okay. How about your family? Could you use a jump start in the family? Could you use some reversal? Amen. Some recovery? Could you use some of that in your, in your family? Yes. Amen. So you see the business. How about your business? Somebody say, well, I lost my business. I did this, I did Listen, God can turn things around. God can break, give you a breakthrough you've never had. I mean, God could do something all of a sudden where resurrection power is manifesting on your behalf. Praise God. It doesn't matter what the economy says. It doesn't matter what some guy sitting in some chair said. Come on, somebody. It doesn't matter the price of gas. It doesn't matter. Because resurrection power is unlimited. Hallelujah. Thank you. For all that excitement. Your finance. Huh? Could it need a jump start? Somebody says, oh, God, yeah. How about your confidence or your dignity or some? I mean, we, we can go on. We can go on. The list is endless about things that maybe you feel like you've lost or you feel like somewhere along the line it's, it's diminished. Maybe all you need is a jump start. Maybe all you need is a reversal, recovery. Maybe, maybe rejuvenated, re-energized. All right, let's go. Well, I know the source. Does anybody know the source? <laughs> The word says this in Romans 4, give life, he gives life to the dead. In other words, it literally means he calls a dead thing alive. He calls things which do not exist as though they did. Romans 8 said he's raised Christ from the dead. Amen. And he will give life even to your mortal body. The same spirit that raised Christ is now there, can give life to your mortal body. Can anybody use that? Huh? Luke 15, talking about the prodigal son, the father talking about his son. He said, for this is my son who was dead. See, it wasn't saying that he, he, he had literally had physically died. It just means he was in a dead state. But he's now alive. He was lost, but now he's been found, praise God. Hallelujah. Ephesians 5 says, awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you life. Again, it's not saying that that individual has physically died. It means that everything about their life is lifeless right now. Well, how do you get it? Resurrection power, praise God, that's available. You call on resurrection power. Revive me, Lord. Empower me, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Turn with me, if you will. 
to uh, Philippians. Hallelujah. You doing okay? Say, Pastor, do you have to yell so much? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. You know, if you were at a ball game, you wouldn't have any problem with it. Some of you, I've, I've seen some of you watch TV. It's like, i got to get out of the room. It's like, my gosh, settle down. What the heck? It's just a movie. It's just a game. I mean, how dare you get so emotional? Well, you know, we're talking about the one that saved our souls. We're talking about the one, amen, hallelujah, that paid a price for all mankind. We're talking about the one, amen, that not only paid the price, not only was buried, but was resurrected to carry out, amen, everything he talked about. We have a reason to shout. We have a reason to be excited. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Anybody happy today? Give God praise. All right, anyway, Philippians 3, verse 10. Kind of jumping in the middle of a statement, but for sake of time, let's do this. That I may know him, this is Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death. It just means understanding what he's, the price that he paid. Understand what's going on. Understand the passion. But he says you got to know him, you got to know the power, and you got to know the passion. What did he do for you? Amen. Understand the, the importance of that. That's what he's talking about. The Amplified says this, for my determined purpose... This is verse 10 again. For my determined purpose, this is Paul talking, my determined purpose is that I may know Him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of His person more strongly and more clearly. Can anybody agree with that? Wouldn't that be nice? All four of you. Let's try that again. Wouldn't that be nice? To come into a greater understanding of things, right? Okay, then he goes on. Okay, and that I may in that same way come to know the power outflowing from his resurrection, which he exerts over believers. So I not only want to get to know him better, I want to understand the power. See, the whole purpose of this service today is to understand the power that's available. I want you to know him uh, you know, more intimately. Amen. That's great. That's wonderful. That's necessary. We need that every day. We need that to grow every day, to increase every day. But you also need to come into an understanding of the power that's available for you. You are God's highest commodity. He hates watching you struggle. Somebody says, well, then why don't he do something about it? He already did. That's what we're trying to say. Well, I just wish you'd just come and take it from me. Listen, all you got to do is say, Lord, I draw on your resurrection power. I draw on your goodness. I draw on your glory. I'm well and whole and delivered by the power of the Lord. Praise God. The power of his blood. The power, hallelujah, of all that he's done. By the name of the Lord. By the armor of God. By the word of God. I mean, whatever. Somewhere we got to say, Lord, I receive it. Praise God. Any receivers in the house today? Hallelujah. Any believers in the house today? Oh, hallelujah. Am I losing you? All right. Well, I don't know. Maybe those donuts are kicking in. I don't know. 
Might have to have another donut. All right. Now look at this now. Romans 6. Let's look at this. Romans 6. Romans 6. Verse 3, let's look at this real quick. Or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus, anybody been born again? Anybody been, this one here is actually referring to like a baptismal, talking about really in a sense probably baptism of water. It could refer to obviously the uh, being baptized, you know, in, but we're talking about here, uh, you know, you could at least relate to the fact that if you've been, anybody been water baptized? Let's just say it that way. Okay, but anybody been water baptized? Dang, we need to have a big tank up here and get her done. Anybody been water baptized? Okay. Anybody know Christ? So no matter which way you're going to look at this, being immersed it means being baptized into Christ Jesus, we were then baptized into his death. What? Yeah. Amen. Amen. He paid the price. You, you connect, praise God. You say, all right. And that, the reason sometimes water baptism is important here is because water baptism represents something. Are you hearing me? It represents the death the burial, and the resurrection. So that's why we encourage people to be water baptized if you receive Christ. So he's saying, see, when you did that, see, you also then took upon yourself, you became, amen, whatever he did, you, be, you became a partaker of it. But see, he doesn't leave you under the water. Now, there's a few of you I wanted to. <laughs> yeah, get it, get it. Stop fighting it. Just get it. Somebody says, well, I'm not going to get water baptized by him. <sighs> well, we'll get that devil off you. Don't you worry. <laughs> Hallelujah. So not only, he doesn't leave you under, underneath, right? Come on, somebody. Just like the, the, the cross is empty, the tomb is empty. Come on. So he's not going to leave you under. All right. So come on. So, in other words, you've been baptized into his death. It says, therefore, we were buried with him through the baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, talking about that resurrection power, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Everybody say newness of life. I'm going to talk about that in a second. For if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Praise God. Hallelujah. Look at your name and say, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, everybody say newness of life. So this resurrection power is there to help you walk in newness of life, which also means renewal, refreshing, amen, or refreshment. It means something totally new, something made superior to what it succeeds. When you came into Christ, it made you instantly superior to what it, you, what it succeeded in your life. No matter what was in there before, I guarantee you your life is better now. Anybody hearing me? And he, according to this, it doesn't have to stay. I mean, every day it could be better than it was the day before. Every day it should be better than it was the day before. Why? Because you're coming in to a, an unlimited, unsurpassing, amen, power called resurrection power that's available right now towards you, available for you to experience that no matter what you're dealing with, praise God, you can walk victorious in Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Newness of walk, okay? Hallelujah, or of life, pardon me. Newness of life, and it's referring to a walk, refers to your talk, your conduct, your passion, your fervency, your zeal, your hunger, your gifts, your callings. 
What needs to be jump-started today? What needs to be revived today? What is it about your walking? Listen, we ought to be more fervent today than we were yesterday. Somebody say, well, when you get all, you know, fervency kind of stuff and zealous stuff, you know, it just makes everybody look at you weird. They all think you're weird. Well, they already do. So just because you made Jesus Lord of your life, the world's going to look at you like, there's something wrong with you. But see, if you were walking what's available, everybody and their dog who's looking down on you is going to say, hey, uh, I'd like a little of that. You got to pay a lot of money for that kind of stuff that does that to you. And all the whole time you just look up and say, Lord, empower me. Didn't you have to pay anything for it? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Somebody says, you're different. Yes, and so are you. But if you'll believe it, I think I've been spitting all over myself. (laughs) Anyway, this is for you to have. You don't have to be without. Well, what does it do? Well, the Word says you can even serve in newness of the Spirit. Why? Because of this resurrection power. Amen. It'll bring you into new levels of faith. New degrees of glory, new caliber of passion, a new strength of courage, new intensity of boldness, hallelujah, new depths of prayer, new drive for service, new commitment to love, a new boost of generosity. Why? Because this resurrection power is kryptonite to the devil. And that's why God wants you to come to know the magnitude of it, to understand what's available. And the devil doesn't want you to know anything about it. Because once you get a hold of it, he's done in that area of your life. I don't mean to bore you. All right. This is, this is important. Everybody say resurrection power. Let's define resurrection power again, just in case you forgot. What is it? Huh? It is to revive and make alive. What needs to revive today and made alive? Huh? To bring back life or to give new life? To rise up again to recovery, reversal, restoring life, restart, rebirth, rejuvenate, revitalize, re-energize. What is it you need today? Well, Pastor, if you knew my life, you knew what was going on. Listen, I'm not, I'm not, not trying to, not trying to, you know, ridicule anybody. That's not our heart. We're not here making fun of anybody's situation. We're just saying, listen, maybe if you tapped resurrection power, maybe that thing wouldn't be affecting you right now. Maybe you wouldn't be depressed. Maybe you wouldn't be oppressed. Maybe you wouldn't, you know, have all these things that are trying to dictate your life and consume your life and consume your thoughts and take you under. Look at your neighbor and say, that sounds better to me. Is anybody in agreement with that today? Huh? Listen, you, you don't have to be depressed if you know Jesus. Listen, again, we're not, we're not, we're not you know, condemning any person. But I'm just thinking there's no reason to be you know, sad, depressed, and 
without and all that kind of stuff, when the whole time, everything that he has, everything that raised Christ from the dead right now is all available for you. Now, I, I just can't see anything in that that would, that would be, uh, you know, a bad thing. Unless you like being depressed. Unless you like being oppressed. Unless you like being without. Because some people do. But I don't want to be. Anybody else in agreement? I don't want to be. Amen. Okay. Can you handle another reference? First Peter. Just about done here. Look at your neighbor and say, whew. First Peter, chapter 1. Huh? First Peter, chapter 1, verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to what? A living hope. Okay, we're going to define that here in a second. A living hope. Through the res- through what? Through the res- through what? Through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last day. See, praise God for everything that's going to happen later. We're not making light of it. Praise the Lord. But you notice something here? You go back to verse 3, it says, He begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection. Well, what does that mean? What does, that, what does that mean? Well, it means an anticipation and expectation of a greater future. It means foresight of better days. The New Living Translation says that because God raised Jesus from the dead, now we live with great expectation. Now we live, now we live with great expectation. The Passion Translation says we are reborn to experience a living, energetic hope through the resurrection. The Message Translation says because Jesus was raised from the dead, We've been given a brand new life and have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. And the future starts now. Praise God. Everybody say, praise God for eternal life. So what does eternal life mean? The word eternal life means perpetual life. Everlasting or ongoing. Somebody says, well, you know, someday when I get to heaven, I'm going to experience eternal life. No. Jesus said eternal life begins with knowing Him. John 17 says. Come on, right? It starts with knowing Him. So eternal life started while you're still here on planet Earth. So what you tapped into is eternal life or perpetual life. What is perpetual life? Resurrection power. Remember, He's the resurrection and the life. Zoe life, absolute life, amen, the God kind of life, the, the life that you're called to, praise God, hallelujah, the abundant life. Can I hear a big amen? amen. Now, the reason for, for bringing this up is because, once again, praise God for where we're headed. Anybody glad they're going to heaven someday? Now, if you don't know Jesus, let's get that straight. Let's just get it settled, all right? We'll just accept him, get her done today, praise God, so that way you know, praise God, you're heaven bound. Come on now, right? We're just going to settle that, right? Now, get this now. The, the point of this is because he's trying to show you that not only do you have a great, you know, someday in the sweet by and by, but he's talking about a future that starts right now. Everything that starts right now because of the fact that you made Jesus Lord of your life. So he's talking about your desires, your dreams, your future, your destiny, your outlook, your viewpoint, your attitude, your disposition, your morale. All of this is attached to it. The point is, is nothing... The enemy, has, the enemy doesn't have to hold any of this. 
of these things can be changed, can be empowered, can be strengthened, can be rejuvenated. You don't have to worry about your future. You don't have to be sad about what could happen. You don't have to be fearful. Hook up to the power that's available. Let God do something glorious in your life. Let God do something glorious in your household. Let God do something glorious in your health. Let God do something glorious in your business. Let God do something glorious. Give him a chance. But you're going to have to believe. You can't, you can't just say, you know, someday it'll happen. You know, in the, you know when I get to heaven... Gosh, you know what? I tell you what, it's going to be, now the word says there ain't going to be no tears in heaven, so praise the Lord. You know, is there going to be regret? I don't know. Is there going to be a moment? I think there's a wake-up call. You probably do it with a smile on your face. (laughs) At least I made it. (laughs) Yeah, baby. Yeah, but you're going to find out. You could have had a lot. Everything that's up there, your, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Days like heaven on earth, it says you'd have. Okay, well, how in the world is that? Well, you start believing. How does all this flow? How does this all work? Resurrection power, baby, right there. It all works. It all flows. It's all there. It's all available, praise God, to those. It's toward those who believe. All you got to do is be a believer. You say, you know what? If God can change my life and make me a new creation, amen, where old things have passed away, behold, all things become new, then God can change this moment in my life. God can change this circumstance. God can change this situation. God can change my family. God can change my my, uh, finance situation. He can change my health situation. My name is Jerry Roberts, and I approve this message. <laughs> well, you better stand up, or I'll keep going. Hallelujah. Did you get something today? Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.